Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the following. selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months. I, I, I believe that this rant is, um, is, is, is a game changer. I believe this rant is an absolute life changer. I believe that this rant, if you actually get what I'm about to say to you, thank you, Jay, for sharing. I believe that if you actually get what I'm about to say to you, this could be the perfect sentence, the perfect 15 minutes at the perfect time of your life. So I want to get your attention. I want you to try and just focus on nothing else but the story I'm about to tell you about this woman called Rosa Parks. And I got very curious to find out a little bit more about Rosa Parks because I was reading a book by Mel Robbins and uh, uh, Katrina, if it's not working, what I suggest you do is log off and log back on. It could be that you've got to update your app on Facebook. Hello, Adam from Rain and Horn at Newtown, and hello, Jeff. Okay, hello, Lisa Novak. How are you going? So, gang, this woman, Rosa Parks, she woke up like any other day on December 1 in 1955. It was a normal day, and she went to work in America, in Alabama. It was just a normal day. She worked as a seamstress. She did a hard day's work. And um, she then left and um, went home on the bus that she would take. Now, I want you to understand, in 1955, which, by the way, let me be very clear about that. That is only about uh, 12 years before I was actually born. So for many of you that are watching this, not all of you, but for some of you, it was in your lifetime or around your lifetime. So what happened is on this day, Rosa Parks, who got on the bus to come home after a hard day's work, was sitting down on her seat after she'd bought a ticket, after she'd bought a ticket on the bus. And what the law was in 1955, in December that year, and had been for many, many years before that, was that if you were a black person, that you would have to get off your seat and allow a white person to sit down on that seat. And people conformed. But on this day, on this afternoon, on December 1, 1955, when the bus driver said to people, please move down, and it was expected that she had to get up because there were Four white people that needed seats and four black people were sitting on seats. And what happened is three got up. But on this occasion, on this occasion, this woman known as Rosa Parks did not get up. And under instructions, she continued to sit down on the chair. Subsequently, what happened is that she got arrested that day. And when she got arrested, and here's the interesting thing, when she got arrested, she said, I was not tired. That's why I did not get up. It was simple. I was fed up of having to get up 
off my seat knowing that I had bought a ticket on the fucking bus. She didn't say fucking bus. And I was sick and tired of being treated in a way that was not equal considering I had bought a ticket on the bus. Rosa Park subsequently created an absolute riot in America. And what actually happened is people revolted and stopped using the buses in subsequent days. Martin Luther King, over the next week, became a very prominent figure. And then the laws changed. That was in 1955. Now, the reason I'm sharing this story with you is I got very curious and I spent a lot of time over the last couple of days about reading about her. But more importantly, I wanted to find out what actually happened that day that she went, did something. She had the fucking guts to do something that guys hadn't, that many blacks before her had not done. But what happened on this day? In subsequent interviews, now listen very carefully, in subsequent interviews, she turned around and Rosa Parks said this, look, it wasn't a premeditated and I hadn't planned it. It happened in an instant where I just thought, no, I'm not getting up. Now, this, guys and girls, is a profound moment. Listen very carefully. Listen very carefully. This is a profound moment because what it's actually saying is this. This five-second rule or the 20 seconds of courage, it happens in an instant. Do you understand the concept of motivation? It is not a seven-year project where you plan it. This is a very important concept because I think if you understand this, you will realize why I'm urging you to follow what Mel Robbins says is that whatever you have an impulse to do something that you think is good and it's right, simple strategy, five, four, three, two, one, done, do it. And that can apply tomorrow morning when you are going to press that snooze button and not go to the gym. No, get up and do it. It could mean tomorrow when you go to the office and you've been one of these people that prepares to prospect, then actually prospect, that you actually go five, four, three, two, one, bang, and get on the phones and make the calls. I want you to understand, it is as simple as this, because every second that goes by that you don't act, you are playing the waiting game. I'm going to move on, and I'm going to show you another five things that I learned about this woman that we should take out of. It's transformed my life, by the way. Transformed my life. Because number one, I've learned from her, and I've been using this in my life previously through all the coaching and the development, but I realized that this woman encapsulates all these things. Number one is self-respect. Self-respect. Think about this. You can train people how to treat you. You are the CEO of creating the boundaries and how you let people affect that the way they're going to treat you. You basically give people permission to speak to you and act to you in a specific way. And you have an obligation to respect yourself. 
Because if you don't respect you, how will someone else respect you? That's number one. Number two, remember this. You are equal to all, but better than no one. I will repeat it again. You are equal to all, but better than no one. And what I'm saying there is I want you to look at these 8 billion people on this planet. You are not better than them in anything. Now, hypothetically speaking, let's assume that you've got a gift and the gift that you've been given on this planet is that you've got good vocal cords, which means that you can speak and be a good communicator. That's a gift. That's not you. You didn't come up with that. That's a gift. Be grateful for it. That doesn't make you better than someone else that has um, an issue with communicating or it's not a true skill for them. The second one is, I want you to understand, is like some people, you're born into money. You've got parents that had money, successful jobs. Hey, that doesn't make you better than someone that's been brought out in the western suburbs whose um, parents were unemployed and had no money. No. That's just, let's face it, you were born, conception took place, two people had sex a specific day, these two people were unemployed, that doesn't make you fucking worse. So I want you to understand this concept that you are equal to all but better than no one. Other things that I'm thinking of, like we turn around, we talk about things, we talk about things like high IQ. I mean, some people are born with a high IQ, higher than other people. Don't sit there and feel superior to others. That is a gift you've been given. Be grateful and use it in a constructive way. Whether you're going to go out and find a cure for an illness or whether you're going to solve an engineering problem that's going to help the planet. The next thing is, some people are just better looking. They Aesthetically, they've got genetics that make them good looking. Again. That does not make you better than anyone because I've seen a lot of guys and girls that have got the looks that are fucking depressed and emotional fucks all the time, right? And by the way, looks are highly impacted by your attitude because I've seen some people that look pretty hot, but the minute they open up their mouth and their attitude comes out, they look fucking shit. So the third thing, and by the way, guys and girls, if you haven't shared it, share it now. Get this message out to people around you. Number three, and this is probably the most important one of the lot. And listen very carefully. She had fucking guts. She had courage. And I've said it before. Training and ideas are empty without courage and action. Why? Explain to you why. Because everyone's in love with what they do. Everyone validates how they feel. But in fact, it takes courage to actually do the thing that makes you feel uncomfortable. And I have to say that she showed courage. It takes courage for you to go off and do a number of things in your life that's going to have a major transformation in your life. And, you know, I'm going to share with you. And by the way, I want to give you a really good background on two people I was reading about that they themselves, these people, are fucking heroes, icons, legends. 
But do you know that these two people as well were pulled because they had no courage. They were bamboozled. They had people actually, you know, dragging them along. One of them was Michelangelo. Michelangelo, do you know that for two years, the Pope was on his back to do that famous artwork? Two years, he couldn't get off his ass. Two years, he was playing the waiting game. Two years, he was making excuses. I say to you watching, what are you waiting for? What opportunity are you waiting for? Are you, are you saying, I will do this? What are you waiting for? Life is not a dress rehearsal. Things get better when you get better. No one comes to the rescue. Just do it. Do what Rosa Parks did. Just do it. So the other guy was Steve Wozniak from Apple. That was another interesting one. Again, this guy... It took him two years. It took Steve Jobs to convince him. It took his parents. It took his friends. And why share these two stories? Do you realize that these two people, these two people almost never became famous? Almost. So it makes me wonder how many people are in that almost category that never do it because they just don't have the 20 seconds of courage. And gang, what I want you to do is understand, and I'm going to give you some examples of myself. I'm going to give you some examples of myself because what I want to do is reflect on myself. Let me just show you, and I'm going to read five, the five seconds of courage. I look back at my life. When have I used it? And I thought to myself, Tom, don't think about it. Just do it. The first one was a property in Newtown. This is about ooh, 25 years ago. I knew it was a good buy. I hadn't seen it. Um, and I sat there and I kept thinking to myself, hey, Tom, it's a good buy, but Tom, you're going to have to borrow 240 grand. Tom, do it. Don't do it. Anyway, all I remember is at the time I thought, fuck it. And I bought it without even inspecting the property. I look back now, 25 years ago. I still owe 240 on it, but it's probably worth one and a half. That was a fucking great decision. That was a great decision. And I look back and I've got to say to you, there have been other times where I've just said, fuck it. My first auction ever. I wasn't an auctioneer. I was someone that was um, got called at the last minute and an auctioneer didn't show up. And I said, I will come and do it. And I did this auction in Campsie. Subsequently, I did an okay job and then I did another one afterwards and then I did another one. And I have to tell you, today, I would be able to, if I had the time, the opportunity would be there to do 20, 25 every Saturday, but physically can't be done. Again, it was a decision there and then to feel temporary, incompetent and just fucking do it. Another thing, is I remember thinking to myself, um, putting on staff, like I'm working a full-time job, I've got a part-time business, and I thought to myself, fuck it, what I've got to do is I've got to work my strengths, outsource my weakness, and make sure that there's a lot of shit getting done. So what did I do? I put on someone, and I'm paying a full-time salary on someone while I'm actually working another job. So I've got this business manager that's working with me and subsequently has been with me and it's been one of the best things I've done. Thank you so much, Susan. Other things. 
I remember thinking to myself, and this was a, a real big trampoline effect, Mark Burris and John Simon, I have to say to you, it was as simple as that. I got on the phone and I rang them both up and I did a project called Winners in Business with them. It was as simple as that. Picking up the phone. The point I'm making is how many things are you guys and girls doing right now that you procrastinate waiting for that right time? Now is the right time. It's not like something's going to happen. All I'm going to say to you is when you start doing something, it creates force to do something else. The point I'm making is I want you to start saying to yourself, five, four, three, two, one, that's it. I'm hiring an assistant. Five, four, three, two, one, that's it. I'm sacking that prick that deserves to get sacked. Five, four, three, two, one, you know what I'm doing? I'm quitting my job. Five, four, three, two, one, that's it. I'm putting on that assistant. The point I'm making is do not let your brain talk you out of what your heart wants to do. This is an absolute critical lesson. I want you to understand that too many people overthink success. So gang, I'm going to finish up here now because I've got to tell you, I'm a little bit tired. I went out last night on the harbour and um, for uh, uh, Tringali's birthday, his 50th from uh, McGrath at um, um, uh, Leichhardt. And um, I woke up very early this morning. Um, and uh, just a couple of other notes I want to just tell you. Real Estate Gym has officially closed for uh, 3.0. Um, so I'm letting you know that this week we're going to have Will Phillips. Um, he's going to be doing our stream slash webinar video. We're on day six of the ARIC implementation plan. And um, we've still got, you know, another 25 days to go. And um, Susan has told me that anyone that's watching this rant, if you go into realestategym.com.au before, I think, midnight tonight, she said, She's going to leave it open and then we're shut and then we just focus on building our next 100 agents that are going to write a million bucks a year. And uh, guys and girls, I'm going to finish off and I'm going to say to you, have a think about what the fuck are you waiting for? What's the thing that needs to get done? Because I'm going to tell you, whether it's a guy that needs to go ask a chick. And by the way, listen very carefully, because I just thought about something. The only reason, the only reason that that guy doesn't go out and ask that chick is it's a lot easier to think that she is a chance that she would have said yes. By him not asking, he doesn't find the truth. What does that mean? He hasn't got the fucking balls. This is a very key learning. This is a very key learning because what it tells us is a lot of people actually do not move forward because they are cowards. And the reason why they're cowards is they would rather not know the answer and believe that there was a chance than actually facing reality. And that's why I say to you today, guys and girls, as we finish off this interview, that Everything is bullshit unless you have courage and action 
and let's not complicate it. Risks are a lot scarier in our heads than they are in real life. Think about it. You're naked already. You're going to die. You have nothing to lose. What are you waiting for? God bless you. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday Night Rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next